let's start the show. You already know who it is. My name is Mike Kyle, aka the Fantasy Vulture. I have over a decade worth of fantasy football experience and have continuously competed for fantasy championships over the course of the past six seasons. Let's make it seven in 2020. But enough of me, I'm here for you. On today's episode of the FB Show, we're going to do a little bit of an interesting twist today. My friend Dylan Jackson, a student at the University of South Carolina, had a project for his public speaking class where he had to interview someone in order to either give insight or to teach the class about a certain subject. So what did he do? He procrastinated, then asked me to talk about fantasy football. I, of course, was happy to say yes. So we're going to listen to that interview right now. And that's going to be today's video for the FB Show. There's a lot of good insight in that jam-packed 15-minute interview or so. So I really hope you guys enjoyed. And hopefully you guys will subscribe, like this video, leave a review on podcast, wherever you guys are listening to on there. And last but not least, you can follow me on all social media platforms. Let's plug this one more time before we get up out of here. Uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms at FFVulture, whether it is TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter. I got a few ideas for some easy content that I want to be able to publish on those platforms. So once again, hope you guys enjoyed the interview, and uh, let's roll. Hey, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm good, Dylan. How are you? I'm doing good. Do I have permission to record you for my class? Yes, you do. All right. Excellent. So uh, tell me how you sort of originally got into fantasy football. You know, were you like a football fan first or did you simply get into it for, you know, like the statistical analysis, like the random stuff that can happen in there? Or how'd you get into that? So I've always been an NFL fan. My team growing up was the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I just have vivid memories of waking up at 6 or 7 a.m. and playing my brother in Madden 04 every single day. And that was really, that was like preschool, kindergarten. And then, but fantasy specifically, it was 2008. My cousin just learned what fantasy was. He's the same age as me at this point. I think we're like 11 years old. And he said he wanted to start a family league. So we got my, we got my independent family as well as his, formed a league together, threw in, threw in some more cousins. And here we are 13 years later. And it's been such a fun journey. Uh, it's just seeing the development of the league, how we've taken it to new, to new heights every single year. Do you have the same people in your league that were originally there? We have the original, we have eight of the, we have eight of the original 10. Eight of the original 10. Okay. See, cause when I start, when I first started fantasy football, you know, we had like six teams, you know, it was me and my dad, my mom, like three other people right. in our family. So like we had stacked teams all the time. It was great. But, uh, you know, you've got, a, you've got a new YouTube channel for fantasy mm-hmm. football, yep. fantasy vulture, uh, explain some of the work that you've done for that channel. Yeah, so the biggest off-season project that I had with this is called the All-32. And basically what I did was I broke down every single team from a fantasy football perspective. So the players that I liked, the players that I didn't, and then really just providing uh, analysis for each player. And that ultimately led to 180 different player profiles being created. So that's independent graphics uh, illustrating, illustrating different points and reasons of why I like each player. And then each video itself, I did 32 of them, was pretty much 30 to 45 minutes long each. So I was cranking those things out one after another when I wasn't at work. I would basically just come home every single day, record a video, uh, get the stats down and get the, and get the analysis ready, and then shoot it, upload, and then get ready for the next one. Yeah, I mean, you know, fantasy football, it's, it's interesting. You're obviously dedicated to it. You know, I'm a big Panthers fan, you know. Oh, I know. And, uh, Always, you know, always. I got to stick with them, even though, you know, we lost Cam Newton. We lost mm-hmm. everybody on that team. Who is some of the guys on the Panthers, particularly, that you're interested in, in this year? 
So I think the biggest one, and this is for half point PPR formats, and just to kind of explain that a little bit, uh, a half point PPR format is when you get half a point for every catch, and that makes catches extremely valuable. And a guy that I really like in that format is DJ Moore, who is a wide receiver for the Panthers. Uh, with Teddy Bridgewater coming in at quarterback this season, what we, what we know of Bridgewater throughout the course of his NFL career is he's a guy who really throws intermediate throws, and that really fits DJ Moore's game. So if DJ Moore can see anywhere from 135 targets this year, we'll probably see in the realm of 90 catches. So that alone is going to get you 45 points. And then we know what he can do with the ball in his hands, and he should be a guy who can easily rack up over 1,000 yards this season. So DJ Moore is one of the Panthers players who I'm specifically eyeing in the draft. You know, DJ Moore is definitely one of the more interesting players, you know, a first round pick in 2018. Um, Just speaking sort of about, you know, fantasy football drafts, are there any really draft strategies that contribute more to team success or anything like that? Uh, You know, obviously there's probably five or six main positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, you have to fill out your bench after that. What do you typically lean towards drafting, you know, in the early rounds versus in the late rounds? And are there any positions that you tend to wait on? So my philosophy, and I feel like I've said this almost during every single video, is running backs win you championships. And the right. reason why that is the case is because if you're, if you're just playing in a standard league with one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end, everybody's only playing one quarterback, and there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, so there's always a surplus of quarterbacks. Wide receiver, every team starts two or three of them. So you're looking at anywhere between 64 and 96 uh, who can start for your team on any given week. Uh, Tight end is very similar to the quarterback position. In that way, there's typically some depth uh, at that position. But for running backs, you start two every week, and there's only 32 starters. If you want to look at running back by committees, uh, teams that use multiple running backs, there's probably five or six of them. So then we expand that pool to maybe 40. So there's only 40 guys are starting two of them, and maybe 20 of them have consistent value week in and week out. So my personal draft strategy and the one that I actually used yesterday is I started my draft running back in the first round, running back in the second, then running back in the third, just because of how quickly running backs go, and then compared to the depths of quarterback, tight end, and wide receiver this season. Yeah, obviously you make it sound like running back's really important. You know, honestly, those are, they always go at the top of the draft. You know, there's Christian McCaffrey, there's Ezekiel Elliott, there's Saquon Barkley. Those are the three main guys, you know. are Out of those three, who would you say is probably the best? Uh, the easy answer is uh, Christian McCaffrey. And it's just because he is one of the few players who are fantasy cheat codes. He's basically two players in one. Not only is he a running back, but he's also treated in that team as a wide receiver. He's able, uh, we saw last year, he had 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards, which is basically unheard of. I think there's only been one other player in NFL history who's done that. And so with that, if you are playing specifically in a PPR league where you're getting points for uh, catches and for receptions, Christian McCaffrey should be the easy number one pick in your fantasy draft this season because he is that rare combination of two players in one. Yeah, no, Chris McCaffrey was obviously just downright incredible last year. And even the year before that, he was really, really good. Um, Speaking towards, you know, some of the later players that you could get sort of in, you know, the later rounds where you really have to build your team. You've got to find players that can contribute for your fantasy team so that you can go out and win. Are there any particular targets, you know, later on? Or how do you find those guys that that you think are going to end up being really good players? 
So you're, so you're referring to what we call sleepers and sleepers are exactly, as you said, they're late round guys that have a very high chance of hitting and they're going to be the players that win you leagues. For me, my formula for sleepers is really simple. It's talent plus opportunity. You have to be able to be on a good team to perform. Uh, obviously, if you're playing a better offense, that's going to increase your likelihood of being just overall productive for fantasy, whether it is scoring touchdowns or getting the opportunity uh, to be on a team that moves the ball consistently. That's obviously going to help. And then opportunity, you know, you have to have the chances to be put on the field to score touchdowns, to get receptions and to rack up yardage. So a guy who I'm actually really excited about this season is Henry Ruggs. And he's, he is not only is he my favorite rookie, but he's also my favorite uh, draft sleeper as well. He's currently being drafted, I think, in like the 11th round or so. And the reason why I like Ruggs so much is the Las Vegas Raiders, they need a wide receiver who can make plays and really extend plays. They didn't have a guy like that last season. When you look at Henry Ruggs, he's going to be a guy that gets labeled as a speedster because he is he runs a 4-2-7, which is a lightning fast speed in the NFL. But he does so much more than that. When you look at his college tape, he was able to play out of the slot. He was able to play over the middle of the field. And he was able to, of course, use that speed to get uh, deep balls thrown his way. And so when you look at Derek Carr's numbers, the quarterback of the Raiders, he's actually very good all the way around the field. I was looking at his uh, I was looking at some of his stats going back to last season and pretty much every single area of the field, as far as uh, completion wise goes, he was either average or above average. And so I think they're going to utilize Henry Ruggs in a variety of different ways. And that team desperately needs a playmaker this season. I think Ruggs is going to be that guy. You know, you, you talked about rookies and there's certainly a lot of them this year, you know, yes, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the guy that's going in the first round of basically every mock draft or every fantasy draft this year. Mm -hmm. um, are there any other rookies that you think could really make an impact on their team? You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is one guy for sure that I know and that I think he's on one of my teams as well. So are there any other guys, maybe later on or early, wherever, where do you think or who do you think is going to be really good as a rookie? So I'm going to mention my second favorite rookie, Ruggs is being my first. My second favorite rookie is Antonio Gibson. And he is the Washington running back. Uh, they drafted him. He's from Memphis. If you watch his highlights, he is electric, not only in the ground game, but also in the receiving game as well. I actually labeled him Dollar Tree Christian McCaffrey. So Dollar Tree CMC is my nickname for him this season. The Washington backfield right now is kind of a mess. They have Adrian Peterson, who I believe is 36 years old. They brought in Peyton Barber, who is a little bit of a washed running back. Bryce Love's coming off of an injury. And then they have J.D. McKissick as well, who's just basically just a typical pass-catching running back. Antonio Gibson, as far as talent-wise, is better than all of them. He should see the opportunity to prove it. He's been running with the first teams during practice. They're also using him in that wide receiver position. He's And, and going off of that even further, this coaching staff in, in Washington just came over for just came over from Carolina, excuse me. So we have Ron Rivera being the head coach and Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator, and they just saw what Christian McCaffrey can do for them last season. So what do they do? They spend their third round draft pick on a guy whose comparison is Christian McCaffrey. For me, that's just one of those things where you follow, where you follow the breadcrumbs and that's going to lead you to Antonio Gibson being a very relevant fantasy player for you this season. Yeah, and obviously we talked about Christian McCaffrey earlier and how he's the guy this year. You know, Correct. he's number one in basically every single every single fantasy draft out there. Uh, but, you know, speaking towards the rookies, I think that, you know, there's dynasty leagues, there's keeper leagues, and then there's redraft leagues. 
all of these rookies are really, really good for dynasty leagues, correct? Yes. Could you sort of go into the differences between those three? Yeah, of course. So dynasty is when you have one major draft and that's where all the players really get sorted into different teams. And, but then from there, the difference between a dynasty and a redraft league is year over year, you keep the, you keep your same set of players in a dynasty league. So for example, I had Lamar Jackson last year and I get to keep him this year. And Lamar Jackson proved himself last year to be one of the best quarterbacks for fantasy football. So I get to keep Lamar Jackson essentially for the next 10 years, which is really nice. And then the, the firm distinction between dynasty keeper and redraft is redraft. You have that monster draft every single year where you don't keep the same players, a keeper, you in a keeper league, you may only keep uh, two or three players from your team, but then that dynasty you're carrying over your entire team year over year. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in multiple keeper leagues. You know, I've got my guy, Christian McCaffrey and in a lot of them, you know, I've got Dalvin cook in a few of them, Good but, you. um, you know, we're, we're thriving out here for fantasy football. We're trying to win the league every mm -hmm. single year, uh, looking at losing the league. You know, there's a lot of different fantasy football challenges out there. You know, like if somebody loses their league, they've got to do something, you know, all these posts go viral on Twitter, Instagram, that sort of thing. Like, I believe last year I saw one where, you know, the loser of the league had to get a tattoo of something, anything like that. Have you ever been that person that's had to do something terrible after losing your league or has somebody in your league had to do something? So I personally have not, luckily, thank God. Um, but my league punishment uh, every single year is whoever finishes in last place, they have to sing the national anthem at the draft. So that's always a really good one. Uh, they just get the instrumental and they just have to go. Uh, so we, we are just one of like those fun leagues where like we'll try and just come up with some new creative things every single year. But the national anthem has been one thing that stick that has stuck year over year. Another one that I actually really like that I haven't done yet. Uh, I'll, I'll shout out, I'll shout out the fantasy footballers. They're a great fantasy podcast. And one thing that they do is they draft soaking wet the loser does uh, in a in like a wool sweater so you are just constantly just being itchy and you're wet and you're Ooh. trying to draft and the league is just making fun of you and just pouring water on you almost every single round so trying to so trying to draft in all of that has got to be an absolute nightmare because so that's actually one that I really like as well what about, you know, winning the league? Do you know do you have any trophies or anything, you know, that sort of thing? Um I know I don't know if you're gonna upload the video to your professor, but I got I got my trophy right here. I won the league last year, and I uh, very kindly put it as the backdrop of my videos now, as a reminder to any of my league mates who watch my videos that hey, yeah, I'm I'm trying to defend my crown here. All right, I've won twice. I want to make it three times. Nobody in my league has ever won back-to-back uh, -back championships, and I'm looking to be the first. Very nice. Appreciate your time, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, Dylan. Thank you for having me.